Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Vols, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord of the number one team taken down. Rank us one, Rank us one. It's me, the Emperor, coming with you with Jude Seymour, Brennan McElinden, and our good friend of the pod, Greg Flamank. Fellas, we fucking did it. Rank us one, cowards. This is literally minutes after the game, so uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday morning, which I'm, which you're going to be, uh, <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. This is a long time coming, and uh, we're pretty damn excited. Uh, hopefully you, uh, hopefully you catch that flavor. I don't even know where to begin at all. I um, wanna. I want I know. the home phone Nerding number. Fucking beat the number one team in America. <laughs> I want the home phone number. <laughs> Of Clemson Joe from three years ago or five years ago, who called into the uh, ND fan radio after the game. It was shit talking uh, about Brian Kelly. I want to call him tonight and talk to him about what he thought about Dabo Sweeney. My God, <laughs> yeah, I'm little whiner baby. Press conference, by the way. Oh my Don't God. care. I, he, and you know what? Brian Kelly deserves all the glory of life that there is. He needs to sit up there and just gloat over media members that have blown him shit, national media members. It is too bad. We're not all locked in that room. Uh, and it's just over a computer because, uh, he deserves it. He deserves it. This moment right here. The, the thing that, the, the thing that they're all hanging him, you know, hanging him for, we did it. And Oh my God, what an, I mean, what, what an incredible game, you guys! I mean, what? Incredible. It's just a roller coaster of emotions. I can't. I can't. Honestly, I don't even know what happened. I blacked out. <laughs> I blacked out at various points. My poor um, family right now. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, though, like I, I kind of got in trouble earlier at halftime. Me too. I got in trouble. Too. I got in trouble. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was I didn't. I, I could have handled myself better because it was bedtime. <laughs> it was bedtime, and and she was like, "So how are we gonna do this?" I was like, "I can't really." <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's just that you know, and she got kind of mad because she. Well, it was my fault. I did a bad job, but it's okay because we're okay now, and it's fine. <laughs> we did the thing. We did the it's thing. Good. We did it. If I didn't wake up all three of my young children when Ian Book hit Avery Davis for 53 yards, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, was that not the most amazing play? That was the play of the game, right? I think when when he hit Avery Davis streaking across the middle, I've never felt that kind of euphoria. I just knew everything was going to be okay. When that happened, I just, that doesn't happen to us. That kind of stuff doesn't happen to us. Happens to, well, it happens was, in our games. It happens, it happens to our games. We see Michigan complete hook and ladders, and <laughs> and we see little giants, and we see Florida State 2014, and we see Bush push, and we see these breaks go against us every fucking time in these big games. Well, that's the and thing. The refs this guys, time, they, the breaks. Oh. What, I was going to say, I mean, when Wu got the pass he, interference, I thought, oh, crap, you know? No, I mean, the refs no. in this game were beyond. I mean, this, awful. this game was out of this game was out of control, completely so out of control. poorly officiated. The 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 miss pass interference calls, the picked up flag. I thought that killed us. I thought that ended the game. These ACC ref aliens. I I mean, I thought I thought it was tostada. I wanted I mean, them. I wanted them like I when they face picked mask. up the flag. When they picked up the flag, 
I honestly wanted an investigation for collusion. Like, yeah. I, like, that, because <laughs> because he was he was yelling, like Dabo is yelling at them, like, no way. And he's like, no, I got it. And I'm like, you can't just do that. And then they pick it up, and it's like, okay, I guess we're just moving on. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Like, that's a penalty. Yeah. And not just it's a penalty. Like, you can't just say, oh, no, he didn't. Like, yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he cheated. No. That like, was what? like it the 2015. So- that was like the 2015 Detroit Lions Dallas Cowboys game where they picked up the flag when um who's the yeah. the Lions? It was um I know uh, the Lions tight about, end. Brendan. He got mugged on the yeah. play. Uh in the in the playoff game, I think it was uh Brandon Pettigrew got mugged. And it was the same thing. He picked up the flag and then on the on the 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 touchdown pass to Avery Davis that that was not Avery Davis had a man's like he was he he had as intimate a touch on his face as I've ever like that defensive back must have like if he was blind it was like the um, Lionel Richie music video oh, where he yeah. was blinded, feeling that woman's face he could have he could have <laughs> sculpted Avery what, Davis's face what about, after that. what about the sideline one where Michael Mayer had the guy grabbing onto his jersey and then putting oh. his hand on his on his helmet when the ball was in the air I was like. Yeah. So we just don't call PI anymore. Like what the fuck is going on? It just felt it. And, and the thing is, my feeling is it's, it's loser baby talk to, to blame the refs why you don't win because you know, Ian book fumbled right at the goal line. I mean, I mean, there was, there were chances to score way more points than they actually scored in this game. So if it was going to come down to the, the, uh, the refs, I just, I couldn't be that guy that's like, Oh, the refs screwed us or whatever. But at the same time, like the refs were terrible. Absolutely. Awful. Just, God, I, mean, really I was beside myself. This should, this should be your number one crew, you know? I And I was sitting there thinking, too, like, I am tweeting out a lot of ref anger right now. And, like, I seriously was like, do I, do I need to step away from Twitter? Because I thought maybe I'm making an ass of myself because this I just can't help myself. But I'm like, it's clear as fucking day. It's clear as day what is going on here. And, but yet, you know, like the game, you feel like the game's slipping away. And you're right, Jude. It's like the, the baby talk, you know, like you're blaming the refs, but you're just like watching it going, how can this be happening again? Like, well, this. it's a, it's the ones you, it's the ones you forget about too, because remember the, the non grounding call, the non grounding call. Was just what gonna, was oh, yeah. yes. What yeah. was that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not over the line yeah, of scrimmage the, and there's, he nobody was barely there. over the hash mark and he, he skidded it five yards before the line of scrimmage. Well, it's, he missed, yeah, he missed two of the things, which is he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage and there was no receiver in the area. I mean, like yeah. this, I don't. This seems like a cut and dry one, right? Ah, uh, so bad. And so let's let, let let's dive into the game itself. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read off just just a few just a few stats and a, just a few things. And so let's let's dive into the game uh, now that we got our first emotional bur- outburst <laughs> done. Uh, which I mean, which one of many? I I assume this is this oh, is yeah. good stuff. Uh, so all right. So double overtime, this is so stats get a little wild uh, once you start, you know, throwing in the overtimes. The total <laughs> yards in this game, Notre Dame 519 yards, Clemson 473. But here's the kicker. DJ, U- Uang, I can't say it because I'm drunk. So I'm sorry, man. You I don't care. Uang DJ Gu DJ U. Listen, DJ U. Dude, that kid was amazing. 29 for 44 for 439 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. 
That was their offense. Travis Etienne, the all-time ACC leading rusher, fucking probably should have won a Heisman as the two-time All ACC player, player of the year. Guy's incredible. Should be in the NFL. What's he doing in college? 18 carries for 28 yards. Hey, Josh, can I ask you a quick question? Of yeah. Clemson's 34. <laughs> what was your favorite Travis Etienne run? Over six of yards? Clemson's <laughs> 34 total rushing yards. Which was your favorite one? And why was it <laughs> the negative 14 rushing yards they had in second overtime? Let's go. It's that one. It was that one. It was that it was that last Dalen Hayes sack that was just oh. like, where did the Dalen Hayes? Oh my God, where'd you come from? <laughs> Look at these emotional outbursts. So I, I, we gotta keep this on track somehow. So so wait, DJ, just real quick about DJ. He set a Notre Dame opponent record for most passing yards ever, ever. Against Beat out Notre Carson, Dame. Carson, Carson Beat Palmer. Out Carson Palmer. Uh, you remember uh, Carson Palmer winning he the Heisman so one day against Tyrone Willingham? Yeah. 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 See, this is why. Because the only picture of the Jewel Shillelagh out there in, mm. on the field is they're of that not guy. Carson Palmer's old man. They're not going to miss a beat with remember that Remember when, when, when we heard that, that Lawrence was out? And that Yahoo from wherever, who was that? The guy who's like, oh, it doesn't count. I was like, it counts. All right. Oh, this Nandy dude Nation? is a yeah. freaking cyborg. All right. Yeah. He's a cyborg who, who has a cannon arm and is never afraid of anything. He's, his face is just like, he doesn't care. He doesn't I feel emotions. I respected him a ton. And I still underestimated him. Yeah. Me I too. mean, I respected him a lot. And I still underestimated him. Oh, my God. Dude, Clemson just. They're going to be a They're juggernaut. Gonna be good for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be good for a long time because that. I mean, he threw a pass. He, one of his touchdown passes. I didn't even see the ball. He threw it so far. <laughs> I thought he's guy who it. really. Cornell Powell was the guy that really caught me off guard. I didn't see that game coming from Cornell Powell. Six catches, Dude, 161 yards and a touch, including and that 53 yarder. Eight for 134. Yeah, they were just gashing. It was like 22, 27 yards at a time. It was just, it was insane. But Greg was right. Greg called, I, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Greg when he said, this is just, this is reverse 2019. You, or this is like USC. No, that was me. I said it was the, it was no, the reverse it was, 2000. It, it was, yeah. yeah, it was Brendan. Yeah. We, 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 we had that back and forth, but it was Brendan originally. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I've been drinking. Lots, okay. <laughs> Lots of tiger blood in these veins, boys. Uh, so going over to Notre Dame side here, Kyra Williams, God three touches, three tutties, 23 carries, 140 yards, three touchdowns, broke off that big 65 yarder that set the, I mean, it set the tone early. We lost the tone, but Notre Dame <laughs> was in the game. Like, like, look, it's easy to get out of a game right off the jump. Notre Dame made sure they fucking put their stamp on it. Kyron Williams, that big touchdown run right off the bat. But also, my boy, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to win this. I mean, I said leading receiver, right? Javon McKinley this year? I don't think Did I not save Javon McKinley? Uh, I'm looking at the sheet right now, and it is Javon McKinley. I don't think it's even up for debate at this point. I don't think Kevin Austin. Another five catches for two yards. I mean, look, they it was – it never looked pretty offensively for Notre Dame, but Ian book really came through. I mean, he had 64 yards rushing and I can't even tell you those were, it felt triple that because of how big the yards were when Ian book got them. I mean, it, the, design runs, it over, the design runs were working great tonight. Okay. I mean, he, he averaged four, you know, four and a half yards a carry. 
Uh, how many times did he sack? Five times? Uh, it doesn't I have, I don't have those numbers up here. Probably at least three for sure. Uh, who, who got sacked? Ian book. Ian book. Oh, Ian book got sacked uh, twice. Twice. And that really? was just, okay. It felt like, so just twice. It, felt like it was five. a sack from Jake Venables and it was a sack from KJ Henry. Okay. 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 It felt, felt more than that. So that's, that's good news. That's, did that's they better, run, did that's they better than I thought. After like a, a no yard gain or a loss of one or whatever, because sometimes those feel like sacks, even though they're yeah, not they sacks. Yeah, they do. I mean, Ian Book's present in that pocket just like he was – this was the – can we agree that this was the best game that Ian Book's ever played? He in started movie? 10 for 10. You, he was, you can he was see it. Insane. As soon as, as, was, soon as the game started, you knew. It's like it's good, Ian. It, it doesn't, yeah, it's good, Ian. That's right. You could just – And so even had that fumble, the fumble excluded. Like, well, the fumble. Like, yeah. I, I was talking like Frank, Frank, um, Frank from UHND, my my site owner. He he was like, he can't fumble there. It's like inexcusable. It's like it is, and it's like, yeah, he's a fifth year senior, but like, when when you're playing the way that he's playing, like he is balling his ass off, like the way Ian does. And I'm so glad that I wrote that article about how he's a fighter because he's yeah. a fucking fighter. Like he yep. just he does not get down and he doesn't like give up. He doesn't get down on himself. And, and he went and he fumbled the ball into the end zone. And it's like, you can't do that. It's like, but you know what? Like ETN fumbled the ball into fucking uh, JOK's hands who ran in for a touchdown. Like these things happened. It's a huge game. (laughs) And it's like, it's okay. Like he's battling and you know, like when, when Ian does that and they, and Tariko said another thing, like, you know, he's, his head is down. It's like, no, no, no. Ian is not like that. Ian is a lot of things that we wish that he was, or he's not a lot of things that we wish he was. One thing he's not, he's not a powder. He does not yeah. get down on himself. And he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. That's and that's what, we, that's what we used to have with Ever Golson and Brandon Wimbush. It was just like, it changed them. That you happened were, to Chris. That yeah. happened to, that happened to Kaiser. I was, that happened to Zaire. Greg, great they, point. I was never worried about that. I was like, he's just, he like shrugs that shit off so easily. It's just, it's great. He does you know? not care. Ian does not no, care. No, he does not. I, look, so again, I, I, I don't think I read off his stats. 22 of 39, 310 oh, yards Woo. and a touchdown. God bless Ian Book. Fuck everybody else blowing him shit. Get, look, he, is, he isn't. He is not Trevor Lawrence. And that was my big thing in the off season is I was sick and tired of people like trying to compare him to him. Like that's not, he's not, yeah, you're right. He's not as good as Trevor Lawrence. No shit. But can he be the best Ian book that he can be for us? Because if he can, that's what Notre Dame can win. Can, can Ian be book be the best Ian book possible? And he was tonight. Yeah. That fumble was, Oh my we, God. We needed, I him, I was gonna we, die. We, needed, we needed him to be Clemson. That was the objective at the beginning of the season object mission accomplished you know and he did like, it and listen yeah brendan brendan and i caught some shit for our last podcast because <laughs> we, sure we we had talked we had talked about ian book and we had and i had said you know he's already for me above the brady quinn jimmy clausen level now he if you read wow and, hey, and he needed and the win and, for me and, Bre- and brendan said hey he did, if he gets this win he gets in the rick meyer category. he's in rick meyer territory now bingo who, who made the take? Up. Who made the take in the summer that Ian Book played like Brady Quinn last year? And I got uh, <laughs> you got some yeah, yeah, for that too. Brian Driscoll tried and to you know drag who, you across you know the court. Don't show me you know stats. Who was not wrong. 
You know who was you, not wrong? You know who Greg never won a game wrong. like this? Greg you know who never wrong. won a game like this? Kirk fucking Cousins never won a game like this. Yabushabua. <laughs> How fucking big were Ian Book's 14 carries for 64 yards in this football game? That's what I'm saying. Ian Book's escapability in this game, and it's not even just the 64 yards that was huge, was how many times did Ian get outside of the pocket and on the run complete passes to Michael Mayer, to Javon McKinley? It was just like, it was the game of his career. There's been no Notre Dame quarterback who has put together a game like this when it's mattered. Two minutes left. How much time was left on the clock? Right. So they get Clemson to punt with two minutes to go. Yeah. A minute and 48 seconds. A minute and 48. He's backed up on his nine yard line. Man. 91 yards. 91 yards. And what did, hey, what did did what did I tell you guys during the week? I said the only reason I think this team could do it is just because it's probably the least likely. And <laughs> and then before the drive, I said I have I there is not a worse receiving quarterback crew <laughs> in this situation in the last like 15 years. And it wasn't even that like I didn't think they would do it. It's just that like that's fucking fact. And and they and but that's the thing about sports. Is it? It doesn't matter. All you have to do is be the ones that stepped up and do it. Yeah, and they and, did. And, so, and you can throw seventeen thousand incomplete passes in a row to Ben Skoranek, and then just complete a fifty-three yard bomb to Avery Davis, Avery. and all is forgiven. So, so I want to go over that last that last drive in regulation. Yeah, because I guess really this is the most. I, if we if we could just get it to overtime, and I did, and I really had no faith that this was going to happen, ninety-one yards in a minute forty-eight seconds. But I just felt if we could give it to get it to overtime, our we can we definitely can win this thing. But it was just it seemed far, very far out of the realm of possibilities. So Notre Dame gets the ball on the nine-yard line. Yeah. First play was was a a sweep pass to my boy Javon McKinley for ten yards. Ian Book then rushes for nine yards. Clutch. There was an incomplete pass to Michael. He Mayer. got out of bounds on that, by the way, on that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That was the thing. And then, well, speaking of which, uh, Kyra Williams is 15 yard run, which is Notre Dame just does not run the ball in that situation in the past. They just don't. And Kyron gets Great. out of bounds on Great that call. play too. Great call. Yeah. Tommy Reese, they, they don't run the ball there. So they, they give it to Kyron runs 15 yards, spins, gets out of bounds, which is just brilliant. And then boom, they hit you for with Avery Davis 53 yards, getting it down inside the five there, on the, I think on the four-yard line. Uh, three plays later, it was a couple of incomplete passes to Skronik, and then boom, hits Avery Davis. I was responsible for a lot of Avery Davis slander before that last drive tonight. I was, I was not happy with his performance. What about you, so. Greg? Uh, do you have anything to – I mean, obviously I'm eating a hat today. But, uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you have to say about Avery Davis? Okay. This is what I'll say about Avery Davis. All right. I gave him slander. <laughs> when, when, the, when the, no, but I, look, I'm on both sides of it. Okay. Cause I gave Avery Davis slander. And before, when the season started, he was in the, he was on the depth chart. And I was like, WTF. All right. Like, what is this? This is not serious. We were, but we were then, right there with you. But then, who sent the message like three weeks ago? 
Like, hey, do you know who's actually playing pretty well? Avery <laughs> Davis. And then I wrote – and then – because look, facts is facts, right? He's actually playing well. He's doing the things that he needs to do, right? He doesn't get a ton of opportunities, but when he gets the opportunities, he's making the most of them. And that's all that he can do. He can't do more than that. Then I wrote an article about it. So I look, you know, <laughs> I, I gave him slander, but then I gave him credit. And then the man stepped up and made one of the biggest plays in the history so of Notre Dame football. Oh, so my God. God bless him. God so, bless him. Yeah. And he can uh, have and McKinley making a couple huge catches oh, that, that huge catch catches. down the middle what was 45 yards where they obviously reviewed it, but shoe tops catch. He kept it off the ground. Off the oh, my oh my God. So yeah. clutch. Ian book throwing downfield, right? That was the story. W- when we look back on this game, obviously Ky- Kyron Williams, the 65 yarder to start the game was really the only touchdown Notre Dame scored offensively until the fourth quarter to the last drive of the fourth quarter. But Ian Book pushing the ball downfield was something that wasn't a part of this team's identity until this game. Uh, excluding the ben- the Benny Sco uh, pass to uh, you know in the in the in the Pittsburgh, in the Pittsburgh game, game. It just yeah. hasn't been a part of Notre Dame's offense. In in this game alone, forty five yards, twenty nine yards, fifty three yards. There were pass in, in the Michael Mayer one, the, the 29 was a catch and run. Was but catch and run, yeah. Ian Book, even even uh, even on incompletions, Book was pushing the ball downfield. And if you want to talk about sandbagging, I don't know if this is necessarily an issue of sandbagging from Tommy Reese, but they had mentioned in the broadcast about changing habits offensively. Early in the game, they talked about having to change some habits offensively. Ian Book certainly did that today, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, I just look. Brett Venables is like is is like a god among men, right? Clark Lee is yeah. considered very highly rated too, but like Tommy Reese, man, he he. Everyone was talking about Venables stealing signs, and he gives him, you know, he'll blitz all of his, he'll drop all of his DNs and blitz all of his linebackers, and he gives you so many looks, and it's so confusing and. None of that shit panned out. I, I, have a, I have a question. Clemson had how many sacks? Two. Two. Two, Two sacks. Okay. Yeah. They were second in the nation in sacks going we into need, this. We need, we need to talk about the offensive line. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Tell me tell me, tell, yeah. me about, tell me a better performance. Ian Book threw the ball, attempted 39 passes. Yeah. Obviously, there's a, uh, there's a few more dropbacks because he's scrambling and everything. I mean, we're talking about Brent Venable's the king of blitzes and yep. pressure and, and they could not get to book that Ian had time. Let's talk when we're talking about slander, people need to write some apologies. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Quinn. I mean, Jeff Quinn needs apologies written like by five different people. <laughs> That's 209 yards rushing on 41 attempts. I mean, when have we seen it in the, in the last 25 years? And even if you take away Kyron Williams, 65 yarder, which that's a dumb notion. And I hate people that say, well, if you take away the run, uh, no, that run happened. And that's part the run of happens. 
it it's part of offense. But even yeah. if you take away that run, he still went 75 for 22 for 3.3.4 yards per carry, which is pretty good if you just look back at the Georgia game it works. that they played that, in 2017. I was going to say that gets you a first down. But Notre Dame was 10 of 19 on third down tonight. George or Clemson, they were four of 15. That's how you win games. Yeah. That's how you win games. Absolutely how you win games. So, and Ian Book going 14 for 64, a lot of that's Ian Book making good decisions. But part of that, too, is the pocket that was provided for Ian Book allowed him to find lanes to run through when the receivers weren't getting open because he had time to throw and receivers weren't open and they opened the lanes for him. That is absolutely enormous. And you cannot under understate how phenomenal that the, and, and you can say all you want about the losses that Clemson had defensively, you know, uh, you know, Scolzi and um, Thomas for the first you know, half. Yeah. And Davis and yeah, Xavier in the first half, but they still had five stars at every level of that defensive line, interior and on the ends. I mean, they still had, you know, Breeze, uh, Brazy. They yeah. they made they, they made Miles. Clemson look they had, like a they made Clemson look like a good but not juggernaut. Like yeah. everyone's been talking about how it's Alabama and Clemson and maybe Ohio State and then the rest of college football. Like Notre Dame proved tonight, like. They they're in that conversation, you know. They're they're going to hang with these people, you know. And, and now they're, I, I, there's no I mean, way you can you can no way you can convince me that that freshman didn't play his his heart out and play play a great game or whatever. And, and then and that's and the that thing. Tre- Trevor Lawrence would have made that game lopsided. There's no way they would have made it lopsided. I so mean, let, they might have won the game so versus me, lost the game, but there's no way that they would have they would have they would have wrecked them. Let me spin it like this. You know? Let me spin it like this. For Notre Dame, and this is going to sound. Almost ridiculous. It's going to be sound incredibly ridiculous. But for Notre Dame and for their narrative, the way this game unfolded was the best possible way to gain that respect nationally. If Notre Dame would have came out and trounced Clemson, let's say it would have been like 42-10. I mean, I'm just throwing a number out there. Then all the the all the I think a lot a lot of the excuses or all the reasons the injuries, especially Trevor Lawrence, would have been thrown in their face. But what happened was they, they saw DJU just play balls out, and everyone was hyping them up anyways. So they were ready for this. People can't be shocked by that because that's what that was was told was going to happen. You can't say Uyunglele when he throws 439 yards. You sure can't. You can't. No. Yeah. So, I mean. Especially yeah, I mean, this is this, this game has no caveats. Nope. And speaking of the offensive no. line, speaking of the offensive line, dude, they're out there murdering guys. Murder. Those Clemson was beat down, and I and I say that with all due respect because the, all due respect, but Notre Dame just played a more physical brand of football tonight than we've seen in the past, especially against those elite teams that they've gone down. Two, the, the ones that have been holding us back. Georgia, right. that game was a physical game, right? In 2017, yeah. especially. And we got out physical. I mean, they, they just, they put it to us. Notre Dame beefed up, put it to Clemson. That was the ultimate edge was just being that much more physical than Clemson. Not to say that there was like a, a landslide of ass kicking out there. It was not, but they were well, that th- much more. 
this sets up my question to you guys, all three of you. This game gets played ten times with the with the people that we saw tonight. How many times does Notre Dame win this game? Five. five. I was yeah. going to say five. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, that's the that I think that's the answer. I mean, these are two really comparable yeah. teams. I think you know, we and got- it's like I'm taking nothing away from Clemson, but no. you know, the the thing is. I didn't know if Notre Dame was kind of like just beating up on garbage teams and were just was a good but not great team. And tonight they proved that they are a Here, team worth having. Here's the, the big thing for me. Here's the big thing for me. Even with Trevor Lawrence on this, even a Trevor a peak Trevor Lawrence out in the field there tonight. Uh, how's Travis say? Dan going to get any yards running the ball? Not. It's not. You know, I it was. I mean, what what they did against Clemson in the running game has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence can run the damn football himself too. He proved that against Ohio state <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. in the playoffs. I yeah. mean, he showed what, I mean, I mean, we knew it anyways, but that game alone, he carried him back on his legs and, and DJ for all the Ugalele can run the football. Too. They, they, they shut that shit down. So is Trevor Lawrence, is Trevor Lawrence going to get you better than 20? Is Trevor Lawrence going to get you better than? Is he going to get you better than what DJ did tonight? I don't know. I'm, hard to you say, look but. at the third quarter. Like, look at the third quarter. And I was – everybody, every Notre Dame fan across this nation was sweating bullets because we were like, we saw this story happen last week, right? We saw what happened with Boston College. And Brent Venables making those second-half adjustments and Tony Elliott making those adjustments because Clemson held the ball for nine minutes and 14 seconds. They cut the lead down, tied the game. They kept Notre Dame off the field, yeah. right? And all of us had that sphincter-tightening moment <laughs> where it was just like, this is happening because in, in the first half for all of the foibles that Notre Dame had right in the red zone had, kicking four field goals in the first half, you can't kick field goals against Clemson. Well, on the flip side, Clemson kicked three field goals of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. In, 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 so in, in the red zone going into it. And actually, if you look at their red zone too, um, they ended up kicking four field goals, you know, to match Notre Dame's five. So it, it was all, it was all sort of, I don't know. I, it was I had all that dream. I used to read What Up magazine, Heavy D. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had that, that, that moment in the third quarter where it was like Notre Dame is going to lose this game. After, I mean, especially yeah, after yeah, that, those, those moments came hard. I mean, they came crashing in pretty hard. It just, it just seemed like, like too many points were left out there. Yeah, it, it, it was just yeah. too many, especially like, after Buck fumbled. Yeah, yeah, once Buck fumbled, it's like okay, we, we've given up the 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 four points by Mayor, um, the the other eight points again. So Mayor with the his mistakes, that was our eight points, and then we got no points from on the Buck fumble. So it's like this game's going to overtime. Like it's not going to happen. Like we we when when and, and I was I was um. I was, you know, sending you guys messages like the game was there and it seemed like they're not they're letting it go. They're letting the moment get away from them again. Right. And it seemed like, like that's what seen happened so many times. It seemed like that's what happened. It was just they, they played well. It just wasn't good enough. And that was the only thing to talk about. Like I wasn't going to talk about the refs because like the refs were a factor. But it's like the fact of the matter is 
is that they were plays to be made that yes. weren't made. Amen. And, Amen. And and it's like that was going to be the story. And then they get the stop, and Ian just like rewrites the script. No. <laughs> he just said so no, huge. like. That's not how it's going to go. Not I mean, this time. It's not going to be that we blew it. No, we went out and got the thing. ATN uh, walking out of bounds on third and 14 instead of staying in bounds. That's 40 oh, seconds, yeah, right? That's right? I mean, it's just that's so That's a huge. game changer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game changer. Notre Dame doesn't win the football game. It, it you allows know, if, Book if, to rewrite the script of you know two incomplete passes to Skoranek, one of which was clearly PI, but whatever. And the second one, which Skoranek was probably sick about because he dropped. He you dropped, know? yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, Mayer, too. He had a couple of uh, – I think you just alluded to it, but he had a couple of uh, big drops. But then, in the he, game but then too. he made up for it. And then he made up yeah, for that, it. He made up for it later. He just kept playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because he, he did have a kind of a rough night. When I mean, I mean Michael Mayer was like huge a, in spots, but he was hot. He had cold. a rough night. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he was but hot. So, there were so many big Jay, plays, and then he, Jay Bramblett had a, had a, like a hot oh cold night. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Thirty-one yarder, but then he made up for a fifty. And then he threw. Then he boomed a fifty-four yarder and flipped the field. Jay Bramblett for Heisman. I mean, that was. I mean, honestly. Oh, on that tackle on Etienne at the half. But that tackle, you, you. Dude, Jay Bramblett tackled Travis Etienne in the open field. Yeah. Put him up in the well, air. Who didn't ta- You know what? Who didn't tackle Travis Etienne in the <laughs> open field? Let's be well, honest they, here. They did that shit where they've been they've been doing where they've been like leaking him out as a wide receiver or whatever that's so dangerous. And Kyle Hamilton was like shoestring tackling him. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, because he's not going to bust like 35 yards on us. You know? Kyle yeah, had a sneak. His, Kyle his had getting a sneaky out of bounds game, at the end of the game. Kyle had a like, sneaky good game. That was that's absolutely shit. true. Kyle definitely was like he had a couple plays where they left him unblocked and he came from 10 yards out and he made the fucking tackle at the line of scrimmage. He had a terrible line in overtime on that uh, pass that went to the the half line. That wasn't so good. That was not great, but he had a great, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's smart. If Travis Etienne does the Travis Etienne going out of bounds is like, Devin Ford for Penn State scoring the touchdown against Indiana. Well, did Notre Dame end up using both timeouts? No, they didn't. No, but they, like they, uh, on the drive afterwards. No, they would have called a timeout. No, they, they just used one. Well, they just used one. They had a timeout yeah. in the pocket. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. I I still can't believe that the 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 great bounce to uh, JOK on the uh, it looked like it was like Paul Moala versus Navy sort of. Exactly. That was, that was the same end zone. Look what I found in my pocket, you know? And then out of all the plays they, they reviewed this game, they didn't review that one. And it was like, it was so huge because we were having such issues getting into the damn end zone, you know? And it's just, Oh God. By the way, what kind of game did Sheen Simon have? I was just about to say, time for the Shane Simon discussion. I kept tweeting out Shane Simon's name. Like Shane Simon had a game. And Which Meyer Tagalavoyalamosa had a game, too. He sure I mean, did. Well, MT oh. having a big game is not to be unexpected. And Kurt Heinisch had a great game. Yeah, Kurt I mean, Heinisch Kurt had a Kurt Heinisch and MTA shut down Travis Etienne at anything he wanted to do. And, I mean, DJU5, DJU5, he's supposed to be a runner. They blew up the middle of his pocket at all times. And he wasn't a factor running the football. I was supposed I was under the expectation he he threw 
magnificently. Probably the best pass, like you said, the best passing performance that a, an opposing quarterback has had since 2002. Carson Paul. They ran. But they ran a play that was so sexy. A, that was like it. It, it was like oh. a, almost like he looked like he was going to dive for like a third and one or whatever, and he and brought it back it and it hit like Amari yeah. Rogers for like fifteen or sixteen. Amari? And Drew White had slipped on the play, and it was just like, oh, they should run that play until it stops working, you know, because it was just so good. <laughs> that I mean, was one of the sneaky good how, plays. How good is Amari Rogers? I mean, for he's, real, he's, he's very good. <laughs> I mean, my God, I, I mean, this is a big deal. This, this is a is, huge deal. This is the elite, elite team, right? And, and, I, and I want to say real quick, and just like, I, I fully support the students rushing out in the field. I know we're in COVID, but fuck that. Like, you know, yeah. you just beat the number one team at home. Like, you got to go on the field. You know what I mean? Fuck like, that. We're, fuck that, because we're going to get our game uh, uh, canceled against Boston College. We really don't have that dumbass upset. I mean, it's like, we've got we got an open week out of the 21st, so. It's Listen, like Chris, I it's saw like people partying in New York City and Washington, D.C. all day today. I think they can party in South Bend for being the number one team in America. It's like what Chris, it's like what Chris Rock said. I don't condone it, but I understand. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Uh, I mean, oh, Clemson man. hadn't lost in 39 regular season games. They had 28 wins against Saturday. By the way, love that they had 28 wins versus ACC opponents, and now that streak is broken by a team that's literally only in the ACC for one year. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, they. I've never wanted I mean, anything for, more in my life than to for Notre Dame to win this ACC championship and then throw it in the proverbial Hawaii bowl, uh, storage locker, you know, no, man, you bolt that thing to the mini, to the mini, uh, hallway for the opposing teams. I <laughs> just bolt it there and be like, you flatten it up with a steamroller and then you bolt it to the wall. And it's like, I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, hey, you, what you guys, what the Go hell ahead. was Sebo Flemister doing in trying to do pass protection? Oh That's my God. What was Sebo Flemister doing oh in the football God. game at all? I don't oh know. Tommy Reese was trying that bullshit where he was like, hey, let's give Sebo a list. Like, man. man, you know, maybe this isn't his thing, you know? Like, Kyron nine minutes is, in the fourth quarter. Kyron Williams is like the world's best pass protector. And then Sebo comes in and he completely whiffs, and Book gets crushed. And I'm thinking, you got to stop this. You're going to get your guy killed. You know, for what? Uh, <laughs> this is the, okay. get his so, so just, I want to get this out of the way real quick. Yeah. And I got something else to get out of the way a little bit later. But uh, so there, there's a new shirt out right now. Uh, Notre Dame did not honor their green out. Uh, I, I God, what a night it would have been if you could have. But anyways, uh, so there's a new shirt out. Uh, it says rallied on the front. Uh, the font may look a little similar to something you're used to. Uh, and new, uh, new offering here from one foot down and breaking tea, uh, 28 bucks. Uh, it's on the site. It'll be on the, on the post on the site. Go get it. Continue. Awesome. Continue. Hey, so I wanted to say, where does this, where does this win rank in the pantheon of Notre Dame? Uh, Brian Kelly wins in the Brian Kelly area. I think we number can agree. One, right. It's this number, is number one, one team right? in the country. The question I want to ask, the follow-up question is, if they lose to BC next week, and I'm not putting that juju out in the, in the universe, I'm just yes, asking just it for the sake of this question, for the sake of this <laughs> question, does that cheapen 
this win at no. all or no. Okay. No. 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 If they lose to Clemson yeah, the because championship, they can lose to North anything. Carolina. I don't care. Dude, okay. Okay. So, so here's the reasoning, Jude. Here's, here's, here's some yeah, talk uh, to me. sound drunk reasoning. <laughs> Notre, look under Brian Kelly, Notre Dame has gone undefeated. Shit. We've gone undefeated twice. We've been to a national yeah. championship game. We've been to the playoffs, but, but, but that big game against elite teams, whatever, just has, has not eluded been, us. They're, they're, yeah, it's eluded us. It has eluded us. So, no matter what happens next week, and pray to God, it, the, what the thing that you're thinking doesn't happen, and I'm going to punch you all the way in from Ohio to New York <laughs> does. It, you still got that. You knock that. They can't take that away from you. They can't right. say it didn't happen. You beat the number one team in the country, just like Indiana just broke, just beat the Michigan Wolverines today. First time since 1987. <laughs> Can't take yeah, that away. So wonderful. Michigan fucking so lost. Michigan saw a two-game losing streak. What a wonderful right day today was. The reason, <laughs> the reason you can't, the reason it doesn't matter is because Notre Dame. This was the last step. That's right. You can't, you can't take it. You can't say because this is where. So this is where you know how people always talk about. It's like well, 33 and six. It's like well, who cares? Well, now we've proven it. Right. Clemson is the top. We. They were the number one. Yeah. You can't, you can't. So then you can't say, oh, well, the 33 and six doesn't matter. Well, now it does now because, because if we, even if we were to lose to whoever the point, the point has been made and not just that, but it was a classic, right? We, yeah. we put up, we put up, we put up 519 yards on them. This wasn't a fluke because, because those morons, for the national papers, <laughs> when, we, when we beat when we beat Michigan, it was like, well, you beat Michigan, but but look at look at the look at the yards per play, or look at look at how Michigan State. Yards. It's like no 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 no. We 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 had more total yards than them. We were better on third down than them. We ran for more yards than them. We were the balanced team. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy night when Desmond Howard off every single 2017 victory that Notre Dame had as yeah. being just like you, whatever. You can't right. say it. You can't. There's no there's no dis, dismissive hand wank about a, beating a number one team. That's just nope. it is. Nope. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Ugh. This was the greatest night of Notre Dame football. I think we can all say. I mean, Michigan lost. We have certainty in our presidential election. I mean, this was a 60 degree weather in New York and, and Indiana it's and probably Michigan. I mean, you Ohio. beat the number one team in the country from the South in 70 degree weather in South Bend in November. Yeah. You can't, you can't even in say the front weather. of America. Every single <laughs> eyeball watched the end of that football game. There wasn't a single college football fan in America. Wait, it uh, Josh. One, they were waiting for James Chappell. But Josh, what do we? I mean, this is one of the things that I think is one of the largest issues that Notre Dame football has has had to go through for the last probably three years, and that is apathy towards the program. People just don't watch Notre Dame. If if you want, I, I watched coverage all leading up to this week. Nobody talked about any defensive player. I did, I heard one person. They don't, they don't use their name. They didn't use any they don't their use their names. They, say, they didn't say Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. They, they don't say, say they don't take Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. They don't talk about Kurt Heinish up the gut. They talk about they Ian they, Books. Uh, uh, they talk about Ian Books' inefficiency, right? It, his ability to not push the ball down. Yeah, what the fuck Nobody was wrong with Bruce Feldman? Bullshit. Was it Bruce Feldman? Right? Who was like? Yeah, just, 
Well, it's not only that, but it's it's, it's everybody. It's yeah. it's it's all across. It's Danny Cannell. It's Greg McElroy. It's the entire Sirius XM crew. It's all of the people. It's it's all of the people on ESPN. It's Pat Forty. It's Bruce Feldman. It's Stuart Mandel. It's all. It's Dan Rubenstein of the Solid Verbal. And frankly, it's Ty Hildebrand of the Solid Verbal. Nobody was giving Notre Dame any credit defensively, which they showed up tonight. I would think so. I they gave up forty I mean, points. Yeah. But, but I think the I think the over under was forty nine and a half for this game, which is hilarious. But <laughs> I mean, I called twenty seven twenty. But yeah. little ridiculous. I think a lot but of people picked there was low. a team. There was a team and that scored the, twice in overtime, and there was a team that only scored once now, in overtime. L- listen right? to this very clearly, and I understand that this is a, a a game that went into double overtime. But there are some out there, and I can't remember who they are. But they're national media guys. They're big name guys who talk about the need for four to score 40 points in these big games. And it's a big reason why Nick Saban had to do a big shift with the offensive philosophy at Alabama, knowing that they needed to score more points in big games. What did we just witness? 47 to 40, 47. That's, I mean, they're right. They're absolutely, this was Notre Dame was not supposed to be a team that could score 47 points. I don't give a take away, even take away the 14 points. The 33 in regulation, they were just supposed to score 33 in regulation against Clemson. No, absolutely not. But you needed to, but in the end, you needed to score 40 points to win this game, 47-40. They just they smashed so many things tonight, so many things. And Ian Book, I mean, does he have a girlfriend? Because he, she deserves <laughs> to give him a very lovely night. Oh, he deserves it. That's, Let's just say. To not be to not to not be gross with it, but the book has been rebit been rewritten on the end. Right? I think we can say yeah. the book has been rewritten. I think I think he, I mean, we I just think put him in Rick Meyer category. I think so it, he, it obviously the, is. The national audience now understands who Ian Book is in a way that we understand who Ian Book was. Is that fair? Like I we, think that fans I, I think we've even been, fans we now are more aware of Ian Book. Need to need to yeah, we that's need to true. get the Notre Dame fans first. I, I mean, think fans. There's now. still a guy. There's still a guy blowing up my text messages whose name I don't even know. He's a friend of a friend who's like, "Wow, if we had Phil Jerkovic this year, imagine what we could have done." I'm like, "What the fuck is your problem?" You, you know, know who else thinks that? Is your friend some Pat Narduzzi? Unnamed, some fucking unnamed, unnamed ACC coach. Yeah, fuck who him. Who's not right? Who's not that right? Unnamed, that unnamed that unnamed ACC coach is Pat Narduzzi, and you will never convince me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, and I told you guys it was going to be a rant, right? I told you guys before the BC game, there's going to be an Ian Book rant. And here's the thing. I I was so sick of that fucking shit. I was so sick of all (laughs) these fucking people talking about – look, this this is nothing against Phil Dracovic, all right? It's not his fault. He chose what he chose. It's fine. People do it all the time. Right. Notre Dame's had quarterbacks transferred before. It's no big deal. But when every time this kid plays a game, he throws a touchdown. I have to see on Twitter about how he threw a fucking touchdown pass. And it's like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care that he threw a touchdown pass. I'm happy for him. He chose to leave. I, I what do you want me to do? I don't res- like I respect Ian. He stayed. Ian had had. 
just as much reason to leave. He had just won the bowl game against LSU. Yep. He had ju- he had started a game already and won. He had just won the game. He had just beat out Brandon in the spring, but they gave it to him because they wanted Brandon against Michigan. He could have left at that point, and he didn't. He stayed. He won the job, and then he won a bunch of fucking games. And now everyone wants to tell me about how Jerkovic – it, oh, if Notre Dame had Phil Jerkovic, then maybe it's like, you know what? How could Brian Kelly play the quarterback that isn't on the roster anymore? Tell me that. Uh, How can he do that? He can't. Yeah. He left. Ian didn't leave. And now he's here. And he just won the biggest game since 1993. And not only did he win the game, he had like 400 total fucking yards. Give him his props. Preach, oh, brother. Preach. What Les Miles said about Gunner right. Keel. Do you remember what Gunner what Les Miles said about Gunner Gunner Keel? That sure. he didn't have a, the, chest. the chest. You know who well, says he book didn't have the chest? Guess who the doesn't podcast, have the chest? That's Phil Jerkovic. Because he left. This spring. And he went to Boston College for easy minutes, and Ian Book stayed. This spring, there is a Notre Dame beat writer who I bet people can guess who it is, who said Ian Book would not be a great quarterback because he didn't have the chest for it. That is a quote. That is a quote. He said he didn't have the chest to be a great quarterback. Look what he did. Apologize. (laughs) Apologize. I think it'll be a cold day in hell before that one guy. Well, he should. Maybe there'll be another crossover pod in which he can apologize. (laughs) (laughs) He's not crossing over in our pod. That's for sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That strict social distancing from assholes. I'm the only, I'm the only one that can rant and rave, uh, uh, nonstop on this podcast. It's absolutely great. Oh God. There was just, there was just so many moments in this game. You know, we almost had a perfect. We almost had a perfect day. Uh, Arizona State. What the fuck happened with beating oh, USC? God, with they should have. The they should have definitely, definitely beaten USC. That's bullshit. The onside. Well, it took an onside kick and a hail mary, essentially, right? I, that's what it came down. Right. To. It was. It, it was not. Give me hail ninety mary, good seconds was... about why the fuck USC won today because they should not have won. You know what? You know why they won? Because because God wants. Clay Helton in our lives. And, <laughs> I want to play and, and, so, and so, you know, it's like I put it on Twitter. It's like that's a Clay Helton win. It's like they're sloppy, they're disorganized, they're not ready to go. They won by the luck of the bounce of the ball, and they're great talent on their team. And that's why. And that's why we always beat them because we have better coaching and we have a better situation. <laughs> And, and that's why they can beat teams like Arizona State like this. We don't lose to them, and that's great, right? Perfect. Keep them around. Win all these games. <laughs> hey, I need to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I need to, I need to uh, fulfill a promise. So real quick, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. I got to get something out of the way real quick. Uh, we, we always promise. Uh, the reviews, right? I got to read the reviews. This is an official OFT podcast and fuck. We got all, we got, we got our unofficial, our unofficial official fourth member of the podcast on with us tonight. So let's, let me just knock these bad boys out. We got two of them, both five stars. Remember going over to Apple uh, podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, leave them fucking five stars. Cause we're worth it. We're worth every damn second of your time. 
Uh, I guarantee it. Uh, Greg, have so you left the five star, by the way? I have Greg, left the five star. Okay, okay. Long time well, ago. Long, long we time should, ago. If we haven't already, we should leave a five star on Untitled Notre Dame USC podcast because I always enjoy hearing from, from oh, Greg and from Michael. So. I even, I even Absolutely. did a uh, podcast art for him. Is Michael doing okay? Is he recovered from the COVID now? Is this a thing? Oh, Michael's good. He's fine okay, from good. COVID. Yeah. Good. No. And his wife never got sick, right? So no, that's good too. I don't think so. And the baby's so. fine. Good. The babies are fine. Awesome. Everybody's healthy. so excited. We're all everyone's so, happy. We're all living. And USC football's back, so he's probably pretty psyched. So it's as long as the rest of that conference stays healthy. I'm doing this pod tonight because I, I I don't like to curse on ours. Uh, uh, it's a cursing welcome here i'll allow it. well yeah i'll allow it uh <laughs> zebo says great show been a fan of listening to y'all for about a year now since the loss to michigan when i needed an outlet josh proved to be just what i needed that night as he matched my drunken anger however the show has been a refreshing change of pace for most message boards and beat writers highly recommend as always go irish fuck yeah we are not the same yeah, not the same not trying to be the same What's the point of being that same? All right. <laughs> this one, I, I'm pretty sure this one's addressed to, to Brendan and I. Uh, five stars from Adam from Phoenix. Don't disrespect Brady Quinn and Jimmy Clausen. I thoroughly enjoy the show. The mix of serious football talk along with the great sidebar conversations makes this a regular listen for me. That said, I had to respond to your declaration that beating Clemson would move Ian Book ahead of Jimmy Clausen and Brady Quinn. I tie a coach's legacy directly to wins, not a quarterbacks. Neither Quinn nor Clawson had a decent defense to back them up, and their records reflect. However, both put up big-time offensive stats. Clawson had no offensive line and no running backs during his time. Every yard, every TD, and every win came because of him. He had good weapons to throw to, but was always under pressure and had no running backs to take any heat off of him. Clawson would find the open receivers that Book constantly misses, and he would pull the trigger on deep shots that Book clearly isn't comfortable throwing. I would argue that the current defense Clawson would be willing to take more chances and wind up with even more TDs than he did during his time. Quinn is bigger, stronger, and faster than Book and a better arm. He essentially wasted two years under Willingham campaign, then turned into a stud under Weiss. He would have probably done well in a spread-style attack like BK runs. He had a tendency to overthrow receivers early in games like Book, but generally settled in and spread the ball around well. It's scary to think what he could have done running the ball on quarterback keepers as well. Enjoy the show. Keep it up. I got to tell you, Adam from Phoenix, that's a hell of a review and very long and very well thought out. I none of that shit matters because none of those <laughs> guys about tonight? are the number one team in the country. I'm there sorry. I And I respect your opinion, and I agree with a lot of it. With a Although lot I believe Brady Quinn had the last win over a top five team, right, for Notre Dame before tonight? Mich- yeah, Michigan. 2005 yeah. Michigan, yeah, that that Michigan on, team on the road. Six on and the road. seven and six. Unless but, yeah. you want to give it to I digress. one Thomas Kevin Rees for his win over 2013 Michigan State. <laughs> probably should, right? Well, Not ranked to the like time. I would like to give but. that that win to uh, Big Ten officials throwing flags ad nauseum. <laughs> well, they yeah. should have. They should have because the, that is how you beat Manhandle back here. Yeah, that's how you <clears> but, can we? Oh. Can we start a petition to get absolutely. Terry McCauley off the off the broadcast? Oh my god, he was awful. He was awful. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not we'll in love with Terry McCauley. Here in a second. I, w- I want to finish up this conversation. Okay, I apologize. I just want to. I sort of put this in fucking in cement and and do a nice painted glaze. Maybe uh, Kathleen Kiefer will uh, will commission her to do a statue. I mean, I, I, she's a painter. She can do a statue, right? 
Ian Book is better than Brady Quinn and Jimmy Clausen because he beat a number one team in the country. That's it. This has nothing to do with NFL stock, which neither one of those two did did much in the NFL at all. I understand the physical things and what goes on. None of it matters. And I have defended Jimmy Clausen on this podcast and on websites and to friends and to just fucking drunken strangers <laughs> all my life. And I will still do and I will still absolutely do that. But it is absolutely okay to take book and put them above them because of what he has accomplished at Notre Dame is, and it just isn't this game. He needed this game to put his fucking stamp on the program. And he got that because look what Notre Dame has done under Ian book. We don't win that citrus bowl without him in 2017, 18 comes in. I mean, we don't know what was happening. Next thing you know, we're in the playoffs. Why? Because they made a switch from Wimbush to, to book another double digit win last year. I mean, we, yes, Nobody got off the bus in Michigan. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Fuck it. If you want to do a one-to-one ratio, if you want to do one-to-one ratio, at least as far as Ian Book and Brady Quinn goes, the one thing about Brady Quinn is he didn't get an opportunity against USC in 2005. Right? He never got the opportunity to answer because the last person that had the ball realistically in right. that football game was USC. He answered. If, if that game gets, gets ended, if Dwayne Jarrett doesn't catch that football. On fourth and nine, oh, right? Brady Quinn, legend for. I mean, he still is a. I mean, the, he's still a legend. Or people, people love Brady Quinn. It he's was the perfect pass at the perfect moment, just over fingertips. Yeah, and and he but, did everything he possibly could do to win that game. It was not his fault, but it just hey, it wasn't enough. It absolutely wasn't enough. Jimmy Clausen had his moment, two thousand and nine, USC number six, USC. Almost did he it. had he, he almost did it. They they got the he he got the ball back with four four eighteen left. He drove the ball third and goal from the four. Ran out of clock. I get the I mean I get the guy talking about tying wins to coaches and not quarterbacks, but that's not the way the world works. Yeah. I mean the world works the world looks at quarterbacks the same way as a coach when it comes to yeah. how they evaluate them. Like are they a winner? And as Brian Kelly will tell you. And I, God, I wish I would have listened. To, I wish I would have been on that press conference tonight. But Ian Book is a fucking winner. He's a flat Brian out. Kelly winner. didn't get the ball with a minute and forty eight seconds left against the number one team in the nation with inarguably the undisputed best defensive coordinator in the nation with five star players all up and down the roster. I'm gonna call it no mass from now on. He led the team on an eight play ninety one yard drive that took a minute and 26 that tied the football game and put the game into overtime. I don't know if there's any Notre Dame quarterback short of Joe Montana that has ever put together the sort of drive like that. Let's be honest. Here's the thing that people need to think about when it comes to, because it's like, it's not about when we say like Ian book is like above like Clawson or Quinn or whatever. And, and, and people always talk about, well, I'd rather have those two quarterbacks. It's okay, but here's the thing. People, when you talk about Tony Rice, <laughs> no one no one talks about Tony Rice like, oh, you know, he I would take him over Brady Quinn or Jimmy Clausen. No, 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 no. Because Tony Rice, he was the, the leader. Tony Rice was the leader. And he was like, no one knows Tony Rice's stats. Nobody. Ask anyone <laughs> his stats. No one fucking they, knows. They can say some big plays. But they, they know, off. but they know what he did in those big games. And, and since then there's him, 
there's Kevin McDougal, and then there's the rest of Notre <laughs> Dame's field. quarterbacks from then until today. That's just true. And the fact of the matter is, is that Ian Book didn't luck into this. That he, he Phil Jerkovic has lost the same amount of games as Ian Book <laughs> as a starter right now. Fire. That's awesome. And the and Ian Book this is, his, this is his third season. Okay, that's the thing. He's won a bunch of games. Yeah. He's gone undefeated, and now he's beaten the number one team in the nation. Like, it's not about who has the better tools or who has the better anything. Tommy Fraser, what are his tools? What did he do in the NFL? He run good. Bubkiss. Nothing. Right. But he was the best. The he was the best college quarterback of my life. Nothing. He did nothing. But they won games, and that's why they're put up here. Yeah. Ian Book did the thing. All right. You may not did like the thing. It. You Do may you not know? like that he misses people over the middle, but he doesn't. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. Tony uh. Bryce had one thousand nine hundred and twenty-one <laughs> career rushing yards. Right. He had two thousand nine hundred and sixty-one career passing yards and he was the starter of record for two seasons and in those two seasons he lost one football game he I beat mean, number one colorado i can't imagine he had a completion percentage about 55 percent, right like 48 48.5 yeah, yeah yeah exactly right, and that's and that is the entire point here is like he had yes, there 11 are- pick 11 touchdowns 20 picks but he beat <laughs> number one colorado he beat obviously, you know, number Mid- one Miami. Miami. He beat number sure. seven Pitt. He beat number nine USC. He beat number two Michigan. The kid just beat team after team after team after team that was of record. Because he that's just what was you a remember winner. him for. Yeah, he beat number that, three. That's what you remember. Two yeah, USC. I'm just the kid won football games just Ugh. like Ian Book. Ian Book. And so not to like, point, not to like go big big picture because I'm. I still want to celebrate the fuck out of this game because this was an incredible game. But just for a quick moment, I mean, just, the, just look at Ian Book's body of work throughout his career. And like Brian Kelly said, he's a winner. We've They've come up short. They've had fucking terrible games. Uh, <laughs> you know, but look, I mean, he, he you go to the college football, you go undefeated. That automatically puts you right up there. Yeah. And this was the game that was put that, that he was missing in his repertoire, right? This is the game that, that you could overlook so many other things because he got you this win tonight. Now this was a granted, this was a giant team effort because that's what it takes to beat the number one team in the country. But he's the quarterback. He takes all the heat. He gets the glory too. give him his damn glory. I, I had a question, you know, for the last probably six or seven weeks, we've been asking, what does the X win mean for the Clemson game, right? What does the pit win mean for the Clemson <laughs> game? Yeah. I, my question to you tonight is what does the Clemson win mean for the Clemson game? Well, it means that we're got, it's tough to beat a team twice in one season, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see that. Uh, and just the way that this game went down, I mean, I've already heard, heard people just, quickly, you know, talk about 
you know, maybe Clemson only drops down to, to four. You know, so I mean, that's the thing is they, they really shouldn't be punished because it was a it was a great game against another great right. team, right? It's not right. like they so, got I mean, blown. They we're gonna, blown we're gonna the see stadium. them again, right? And if it's the same type of game, but just like we don't win, it's still a pretty good resume for Notre Dame for the college football playoff. After oh, the it's Trump. close, as long as it's close. If if Trevor Lawrence right. comes into this game, I said the same. If the it's same a close type of game, game, same type of game, they cannot under any circumstances leave Notre be Dame. Be forty one fourteen, yeah. Yeah, because that, who, that are can. you going to put in? Are you going to put in a Pac-12 team that's played seven games? What about uh, what oh. about Cincinnati? We're at Cincinnati Jason no. podcast. Big win against Houston today. Two and two Houston. And they covered no. The and I don't want. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about fucking BYU. I don't. <laughs> BYU put the, 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 I mean, they crushed Jack Shears on the game. Uh, by the, the way, if heard on Boise, you know, you know what? One of the stories I didn't write this week, and I was going to, because I've been. Was it about Brendan going five for five on his uh, his picks in the podcast no. week and jumping right? Back? I mean, I, I mean, I, I okay. I really can't say why I was pissed off the other day uh, on the podcast. I was fucking livid. I absolutely livid about some stuff uh, that had to do with the site and things, uh, and that's all I'll say. Uh, fucking pissed, man. I mean, just stomping around the house, mad, irrationally mad. Uh, it's. And I hadn't, I really had not consumed any, and Brendan, we talked about this before. I, mean, I hadn't really consumed any uh, outside content this week. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it from anybody. I mean, that's all I've been talking about anyway for the last fucking eight weeks. You know, so I, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't need to, I didn't need to hear it more, is one, more importantly. But because I am a podcast person and need my wireless earbuds in my ears at all times, I will pay for the surgery. Uh you know, I ended up finally towards the end of the week, started listening to podcasts. And so you got split zone duo, which is Al Kirshner, um, uh, uh, Richard and, uh, Stephen Godfrey and Godfrey is supposed to be with SB nation. Right. But this is split zone duos, the moon crew, the, whatever, the, whatever weirdness that all those guys do to like have separate thing, whatever the fuck it is. I don't care. Godfrey gets on there to talk about Notre Dame. And he's he's sick of it. He's sick of fucking talking about Notre Dame. He's sick of these situations that you know that they have to talk about Notre Dame because they're in these games and then they go out and lose. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's he, he doesn't even care if it's a close win. You know, if he, if he want you want to show him something, beat the hell out of Clemson. But you know, if it would have been fucking Iowa playing number one Clemson, he would have fucking stroked that game off for like a half hour talking about how <laughs> Iowa has a fucking chance. It's that kind of nonsense from everybody out there. I, and I singled out Godfrey. And look, I even own the shirt. Stephen Godfrey hates my team. And it's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really I'm singling him out just as an example, not just not pointed straight in his direction. But I'm sick of it. I was just absolutely fucking sick of I don't give a shit that Notre Dame lost those big games and a couple, you know, and by big amounts sometimes. I mean, like, because no one wants to count the Georgia games all of a sudden. Oh, what is it? Fucking, they're still are, they're still better than these other fucking teams that you stroke yourself off to, and and, and somehow, somehow Notre Dame is beneath them because they're better than them to play. In the, I, I don't. Get I'm, it. Sor- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. ESP. I gotta cut in. ESPN's got Joey Galloway and fucking Jesse Palmer on right now, and they three just pulled just pulled, pulled, pulled put Notre Dame at number three. Like what the yep, fuck do you that. need to see? Jesus Christ! They like, had Clemson at four. Notre Dame need to three. see. 
What is your fucking problem? So Ohio State well, is well, a great be, team. No disrespect to Ohio State, but they, they played were really two impressive fucking games. And one of them is against Rutgers. Come on. Stop with the bullshit, Joey and Jesse. This is bullshit. Do you Ugh. believe Alabama should be ranked number one when the polls come out? Yes, I do. I believe Alabama should be ranked number one because Alabama beat Texas A&M handily. And Texas A&M has proven to be Carter Carls, our friend of the pod. Texas A&M. And we still know, and we still know what Alabama is. Alabama is still Alabama. Alabama is still Alabama. Mac Jones is probably the Heisman front runner at this point. Um, what, they have, but what has Ohio back. state done? What has no. Ohio state done? Nothing. And they you know what? Some that conference is garbage. The conference is fucking garbage too. By the way, our conference is garbage yeah, too. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, our, our, our conference has two teams. The Big Ten has one team. So I will yeah. say that our conference is better. Yeah. But Ohio okay, so, State gave up 27 points, and I don't care if 18 of it was in the fourth quarter. You can't give up 27 Rutgers. points to Rutgers and expect to remain second in the nation when Notre Dame goes out there and beats the number one team in the fucking nation. In double overtime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ohio State, but you don't get to stay above Notre Dame when when you give up 27 to Rutgers in in Notre Dame's out there beating the number one team in the nation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if, yeah, if Notre Dame's the only team to hand Clemson a like, loss, what do you, a regular what, season That's loss the thing is, what do you want to see? Like, what do you want Notre Dame to do? They've won all their games. They just fucking beat the number one team in the nation. Like, what do you want them to do? I don't know. Beat Louisville by more. They want him to beat Clemson again. And then they want him to go to the playoff. And then they want him to beat whoever's in the playoff. And they ultimately want them to win the national title. And then when they win the national title, they'll say, yeah, but it was the They'll begrudgingly give them number one. Hey, I have a question. Yes. (laughs) Hey, uh, what happened the last time Ohio State played Clemson? They didn't score a single god. Oh no, no, no! They scored a point. They uh, they lost. <laughs> they lost. I was thinking about the time before they played. That was the time before. They yeah. Time, huh. 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 Yeah, that but Greg, that that was with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Don't you understand? It's a totally different, totally different scenario. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State it was got without Brian uh, we, Brise we got, and we got the fumble when the guy took two steps. Ohio State didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. If I told uh, you, your quarterback, I'm sorry, your quarterback threw a pick to end the game. Our quarterback <laughs> didn't. Didn't. Sure didn't. Our quarterback and that was before Clemson had an additional four five stars this year, including two that are starters in Miles Murphy and Brian Breezy. So yeah, you'll have to excuse me if I don't give Ohio State any more cre- credit because this Ohio this Clemson defense has more guys on it, even without the three that they lost. Look, I, I guess I guess that getting upset about fucking ESPN talking heads that. One one o'clock Eastern time in the morning is is dumb, but at the same time, like this is dumb. This is like you know you want to you want to say Notre Dame is overrated. That's fine, but you got to prove it, right? And you can't fucking prove it right now. That's the thing. Nope. You can't fucking prove it. So don't be fucking sitting there saying Notre Dame's the third best team when they just beat the number one team. Like fuck you. Sorry. We proved it. We proved Absolutely it. Proved it. Proved it. You said put the put the ball in the field to prove it. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <laughs> for all these games that we had this year, what was one of the funnier? What's one of the funnier things that's been going on? Is that the defense has been incredible? 
and they've had no stats to like shine, right? Like there, there's no plays. There's yeah. some stats tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <Get some stats laughs> in a 47-40 game. I mean, at what point are people going to remember Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa's name? They better yeah. now because he scored a goddamn touchdown at Greg, nine tackles. Greg's on here with the Kyle Hamilton love. I get it. But Owusu-Koromoa, oh, my God. And dude, he, he it was so close to having another one in that game yeah. tonight, too. It's like, what's, it, what's this guy got to do? He had nine tackles tonight, half a sack, two and a half tackles for loss, that fumble for a touchdown. It was incredible. Incredible. I think after the fumble recovery for a touchdown, Dane Brugler is an NFL draft guru tweeted like, look, I thought Jeremiah Wusukormo was like a first round talent. Now I think he's like the top half of the first round. And I was like, wow, I don't know if you're just like up in the moment or whatever, but like, that's pretty fucking he's awesome. Isaiah, but he yeah. is. Isaiah that's Simmons what they're looking here. for. Yeah. He's Isaiah Simmons too. <laughs> We didn't we didn't pick uh we didn't pick on the pod uh players defensively and offensively. Um did not offensively did not. and defensively, who do you guys got for this game? <laughs> oh uh definitely I'm giving it to Jock and I'm giving it to Ian Book. I would I want to give it to Kyron Williams because it's a hell of a game. I was gonna say Kyron but, Williams I mean, is but, the only but, other person you I think you could probably but, seriously. But it has consider. to it has to be Ian Book. There's just there's no other way it, it could be anybody else but Ian Book. It's just so can't be. I, I mean, Karen didn't give up a fumble at the end, on the end zone. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I mean, and that's the thing too, though. I mean, that's, that's a that's a tank moment. I mean, you're fumbling it right there in the end zone. He to bounces a touchback, back. Bounces back. You got the, all that pressure on you. Ninety-one yards, a minute and forty-eight seconds. When has Kyron Williams Shit. ever given up a fumble and bounced back? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, this is I mean this is incredible. It's, I mean it's too I'm, soon. I mean just, I feel I feel speech I feel speechless and I feel like I got nothing but words. I mean Greg, I can probably do you have anybody who you could argue for other than Ian Book and JOK? Can you make an argument for you, your boy Kyle? I could make an argument for my boy Kyle. It's not a it's not a winning argument, but I could make it. <laughs> <laughs> he he just it, because the thing with Kyle. The thing with Kyle is like so consistently solid when you when you when you are tasked with being the guy, because we've seen ETN. The thing with him is like you break that tackle and it's like you get him in the open field and you make that tackle. And it's like we missed the tackle. Like, okay, perfect example. Kyron's Kyron's uh, first play, the touchdown. Right. Kyle makes that tackle and their guy didn't make it. And it's a touchdown. And that's the difference. That's the difference between because that's making a play too, and 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 Kyle was put in a position to where it's like you're the guy who's got to be making that one tackle at the end. You're the guy who can't and miss, and he never he did missed. it. He did it in the game. He did it in the game. Uh, ATN had a, a gain of I believe it was nine, and Kyle hit him with the with the shoestring, and it was like yeah. Tariko said it. He's like he's gone if he gets past Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. And and that's like like that's that's a big role now. I mean, look, JOK. I mean, beyond beyond, <laughs> beyond recovering the fumble, like this is nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. The um another forced fumble. I mean, it's just he. What what I told you guys during the week. 
JOK and Kyle. Those two guys have to be great. And they were. Know their names. Say they their were. names. And the thing about, and the other thing about Kyron, I can make a case for Kyron because not just the running, but the pass blocking. I mean, sublime. Yes, sublime. So fucking good. Every so freaking time, he's just sticking his head in there. He got yep. hit when he took 23 carries, and he got hit so many times where he's just standing there and taking it. I feel like this I owe a personal apology to Autry Dunson. I really do. Wow. I mean, I, 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 your boy Ches, I was very Ches Belusi was there. Yeah, he was. He didn't do shit. Look, I was very vocal for a long time about what he did on the recruiting trail. And it's, I mean, look, it, you're going off of those base results, right? And the, what elite players are. And their name just wasn't getting them and blah, 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 blah. And Kyron Williams was a guy that I, you know, Carter, Carter Carl's liked him a lot, loved him. But he was kind of like, what the hell? You know, it, just, it didn't make sense. There's bigger fish out there, right? And then last year, the whole Louisville game thing and then disappearing. What he's done this season is just one of the bigger surprise. I don't know if it, it feels like this is an even bigger surprise than Josh Adams, like in his freshman year. You know what I mean? I, I just, I did not see this coming at all. Uh, and I really didn't think, I, I don't know if, if we were asked, I just, I didn't think that he was going to be the man until they start. We didn't have a spring ball really to evaluate. We didn't really have anything for fall practice, but to see, you know, t- just to see where, what he's been doing for this team and uh, week in and week out and just constantly hundred yard games, 120 yard games. It, it's been absolutely amazing. And, and speaking of that, one of the names that just popped in my head and it has nothing to do with running backs, but I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of people out there that thought we absolutely had to have Jordan Johnson on the field tonight to win this game, like some deep yeah. threat. And I, Brian Kelly, man, just keeps getting away with not making fans happy. It's funny as shit. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. This is a, the, some of these guys on this team are a not making fans happy bunch of players. Avery Davis, Javon McKinley, Kyron Williams. Ben Skoranek, four yeah. for 33. Ben Skoranek, yeah. yeah. and here we are. Tommy Tremble, even when we were recruiting, a lot of people liked him. He was a three-star guy. He kind of gets overlooked. These guys are the reason why Notre Dame just beat the number one team in the nation. How about, how about Book, Dalen Hayes coming out the last team. two, three weeks? Oh, yeah. Dalen Hayes has found a Dalen return. Hayes was like the – three weeks ago, I would have said Dalen Hayes was like the biggest – freaking disappointment because he's yep. just like well, and we, he's questioned, just, we questioned that last week we, yeah. we wondered okay yeah it was georgia tech look what he was going up against yeah two sacks is he gonna be able is, it, is he gonna be yeah. able to like keep this going neither brendan and i thought that at that level like absolutely la- on that level tonight but the last drive oh he was such a monster i mean fosky, fosky had a whole series where he was just fosky like had a whole se- yeah and Shane Adi Simon, we mentioned Adi, Adi was huge too and the defensive line had a great day because a lot of the time the defensive line was only rushing four. That was the other part of about course, it. And I had a hell of a they time. They were able to to get away with rushing. But, oh my four. god! When when uh, was the MTA that jumped off sides on fourth and one? It was like when oh. we were we were tail spinning. You know what? Just, that was a win because that play would have went for a touchdown if if MTA <laughs> didn't jump off sides on that play. It would have been a walk in oh, touchdown. Oh, walk in. Because did you see? Did you huge, see the, the he threw because um, uh, Uyunglele uh, Uyunglelu threw the 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 touchdown 
essentially, right? It, it, like he threw. I, I think it was Amari Rodgers. Who did I thought it was walk? I in. thought Bracey just gave up because he knew that the play was dead. But that's possible. But yeah. Either way, like well, speaking of Bracey, Greg, I'm gonna. I want you to to talk about this. All this good stuff tonight, and still though, man, the corners looked a little ragged at times. Uh, now look, Amari Rogers, fucking incredible, and Powell, holy shit! I not just not just his his speed, but his size and the strength. I mean, like carrying fuck carrying Kyle Hamilton, like the, the guy. I mean that that's a that's a player right there. It's like why are why isn't he talked about more? You know, why, why isn't Cordell Powell talking? He had six catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but the cor- the corners had the secondary had a hell of a time. It, was it, were you seeing more? And it's so hard when you when you're not seeing it full focus. Yeah, yeah. But were, were you getting a feeling it was more scheme or more player technique uh, that was because I, I I I had noticed a lot of open holes in the zone and like you know like seeing a guy drip take it away the sideline. Like, like, like how does Amari, like you're looking at, like, how does Amari Rogers get so fucking wide open? Why isn't there a guy on him? And they, they shifted him to the, you know, to the middle of the field yeah. by taking away that, uh, that outside edge there. Like, I don't know if they were expecting safety help right there or what it was, but I, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't quite get, especially with all the emotions going on. I couldn't quite focus on what was going on. Was it, was it players or do you felt like the scheme was just, they're just beat. They're just beating the zone. Like it was just, it was just because, you know, DJ was just has this rocket arm. and could put it anywhere. Um, I, well the, the touchdown was, was a technique problem. Um, so the two safeties, they were both, um, they were both, I don't want to say I, it's kind of a, a term we used to use. So we were thundering the run. So basically like, the safeties are responsible for, for run stuff. It looks like, right. And so when they go, when they go play action or whatever it is, the safeties, they just kind of chill. They don't take back half. So the corners, like they're kind of on an Island by themselves. The guy just runs a straight route. And I I don't know if Bracey was just, he kind of lost focus for a second. He didn't turn his hips. And then when he doesn't turn his hips, then he doesn't do a speed turn to kind of like get on top of the the top shoulder. He just kind of like he tries to turn again and he's like way behind. And if he had speed turn because it actually wasn't that great of a throw, he had to wait. But since his technique was bad, he was kind of catching up. Then he was off balance. And then he got overpowered in the end zone. McLeod was kind of the same thing where they threw the deep ball and then he's kind of catching up. But he's not focused when you have to focus on the receiver when you're when you're chasing, when they start to throttle down, then that's when you can look because, OK, the, the throw is short. I don't have to chase anymore. I can lurk and turn. And he he's just getting kind of he was just totally lost. And it's it's a technique thing. It's I, I, I didn't on the McLeod one. I don't know where the safeties were specifically but i mean you know they've kind of struggled with it all year they haven't done that great against the deep ball um they only gave up the one touchdown but you know it's it's probably going to be a problem again when we play like north carolina or something like that or you know next week phil likes to throw it deep so 
Okay. So I mean, let, 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 <laughs> go, go ahead, Josh. No, no, I just I, I we're we're caught up in all the emotion and all the great greatness and awesomeness, <clears throat> but there were still some issues out there on the field because Notre Dame still has to play some teams that throw the ball. North Carolina is one of those teams. Even BC next week, they got they have some weapons uh, in the past game. So I just want to make sure we don't get like, look, this is. I don't want to sound like Brian Kelly, but this isn't the end all tonight. Uh, the thing about fantastic and all that, but there's still the there's about, still lots to go, and there's some things to take care of. The thing about BC is that they can't run, so nope. they don't need they don't have a Travis. Neither can Clemson apparently. <laughs> well, that, but, Clemson had Travis Etienne, but you got you got to worry about him, and you don't really got to worry about um, their backs like that. So Notre Dame's going to be focused on BC's wide receivers in a way that they're not focused on Clemson's. So that might they might the corners might get a little bit more help. I mean, I, I don't know how, how much we want to get into the weeds with Boston College, but really they're wide receivers. It's a two-man show. Uh, it's Zay Flowers. It's Zay Flowers and it's Hunter Long. And Hunter Long's a tight end. So Yeah, we'll get I mean we'll get into BC. We'll get into this, it. This this, we'll get into BC time. next week. But I know yeah, I, I know we're all over the place, but I, I, I wanna ask, is this a is this a better night than the night that um Notre Dame beat Wake Forest, and then we watched uh, Stanford knocked out Oregon in 2012. Oh, Kansas State. I thought you were, I, I thought you were no, 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 because we knew we knew, Grace, we knew Grace Hall was going to light up one. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to uh, to ask about USC. 2012 USC or 2018 USC. You know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I was at the weight game. Um, you, you know why I think this is a more enjoyable thing? Because Notre Dame was the one that was the catalyst for the enjoyment. So it right. was watching other teams do things, or it was Notre Dame. The, the two USC undefeated games, right, 2012 and 2018, neither one of those USC games were enjoyable in the least. Like, the whole game, I was just frustrated and upset. Yeah. This football game, the euphoria that came from winning it, in the fashion that they did. I've never experienced anything like that as a Notre Dame fan. I, Greg, you got a feeling? This is, I mean, I, Greg, as somebody who's a fan of a team that's won uh, multiple teams that have won titles <laughs> in the last few months, uh, where does this one stack up? I was going to say, are you, are you buying into this whole 1988 uh, deja vu thing? I'm ready. I'm ready to <laughs> three and oh, Indiana. Here's here's why here's why I think it's better is here's why I think it's better because um last few months uh where does this one stack up I was up gonna say you? are you are you buying this whole 1988 uh, deja vu thing I'm ready I'm ready to <laughs> three and here's, oh Indiana here's here's why here's why I think it's better is here's why I think it's better because um I think Brendan said it like it was, it was something that Notre Dame did right. It wasn't something that happened in early. It wasn't something that happened. It's like, oh, look what that means for us. Like, this was this was the thing that like this Clemson team is better than Georgia last year. And they're better than that Miami, stupid Miami team, and they're better than that stupid Stanford team, and they're better than that that stupid Michigan team. They're better than all of those teams. And and we beat them. And that's – you can't say anything. You can't say anything. 
even the Trevor Lawrence thing, like their quarterback threw for 400 yards. Like what? Like, like, you know how people talk about like, like, uh, the Jordan game, the flu game. So look how great he played. It's like, well, would he have played better? Like he scored what? 30 something points and whatever. Like, would he have played better if he was not sick? Like you only play the, the players play as well as they can. Like Trevor Lawrence, if if he threw for four hundred some odd yards, would anyone have been surprised? No, of course no. not, because that's Trevor Lawrence. The guy played the way a top quarterback plays, and and it's not like they can play another position. So it, it's just like you can't take it away. You can't say anything. You can't. This is the, this was the one thing that Notre Dame has had to do that they haven't been able to do since nineteen ninety three. Like. Like people talk, oh, oh, the the bowl game, you know, oh, Notre Dame hasn't won a, a New Year's Six bowl game. They just beat the number one team in yep. the nation. You can't take that away. There's no going away from it. That's why this is better. There's no caveats. That Oklahoma team we beat in 2012, they had already lost the game. Yeah, no Notre Dame went in as, and people were predicting 17 point loss that night. I, this is huge. I mean, I. I'm old enough, you know, I'm 42 years old to, you know, I see, I, I saw the big ones. So I saw the 88 Miami game, saw the 93, uh, you know, Florida state game, saw the 05 USC game. And that was a fucking loss. I've seen the big games. Uh, and this was, and you know, I've seen them all. That, that ties me. Count them from 87 on up. I've seen them all. This was pretty damn incredible. And honest to God, I don't know if it was because of my uh, my attitude all week long of like blocking everybody out. Like I was just done, done hearing what people had to say about it. Uh, But it didn't really start hitting me until that third quarter, like how big this really was and how to me, like how this game affected me, made me feel about the program. I mean, the whole time, you know, I know it's huge. It's number, number one team in the country, blah, blah, blah. But it's really started hitting that third quarter and I could feel the emotional uh, swings that, you know, inside me, you know, good play, bad play. And the, uh, but the thing I thought about in that last overtime on those sacks, the first thing I thought about was the 05 USC game. Yeah. You got that sack right, you know, right there that we created that, that fourth and whatever, you know, it's in the past with Dwayne Jarrett. But the, that was the first thing I thought about after that, those sacks was like, holy shit, this is the moment. This is the moment. Now, granted, the USC was a whole different monster in itself because of the rivalry and the history and, and Pete Carroll's fluffy ass and all that. <laughs> but that's, but that's how big this is. And one of the th- one of the few things that I spoke coherently to my wife uh, during the game and after the game, real quick, was just how insanely disappointed I am and how sad I am that I wasn't there. That this is this happened yeah. in a in a COVID world because this is what I live. This is what I. This is why I do this shit. I love college football. I fucking love it and everything about it. The emotions. The I mean, it, there's just, there's nothing else like it. And being inside Notre Dame stadium for big moments and like 2017 USC was, was 
one of my favorites. It was just such a huge, incredible night. And it was, a, but it was so, it was like fun the whole time. Right. Cause you kicked the shit out of them, but the, just like not being there, not seeing the, seeing the people that I, that I talk to every day on Twitter, having a drink with them, not being up in that press box, uh, which kind of keeps me somewhat hinged uh, where I'm unhinged (laughs) as fuck in my office at home, you know, not being involved in that moment, not being on that field at the end of the game, not looking at the, not looking the players in the eyes. You know, some of those guys, some of those guys I know, some of those guys know me, not looking in their eyes and like seeing what they've accomplished. Like so many of those little things, they all add up they all add up to this huge ball of, Holy shit. I mean, it's, you can't even describe it. And I'm, you know, I'm not doing any of it, even justice of how it makes me feel and how it makes the students feel and how it makes those players feel and the coaches feel. It's just amazing. And for this style to happen in a, in a COVID era world where you got it, I, the crowd was great tonight for what there was, but just imagine, I, I, I should have allowed myself to, but I just imagine like, what that would have been like with a full house, the full entree of things, the game day mm-hmm. there, all that stuff. Like how much was But you know, the wind isn't lacking because of it, which is so incredible. But just thinking about all the extra stuff that was there, it's like, man, you know, I like this would have been the game where I would have after I would have gone out and just sat down next to Moose and cracked open a few. Mm-hmm. Like, 1.30 a.m., that's where I would have been at. Come get, you know, come get me, Kips. Nobody would have said anything. <laughs> but I, think, <laughs> I mean, just, this is that kind of, this is that kind of big moment. Like, th- that walk back to my car late, where it's it's quiet, except for, like, like four different groups of people who are just drunk off of their ass still in the parking lot, still blasting music and partying after a big, I mean, it's, it's those kind of things that it makes, I think about this game and how great it is. And it just makes me sad to think that none of that was there this year. And it also makes me just feel good about this team because it seemed like it didn't matter though, for a moment, like in that, in that moment where they, when we won that game, that those, that last second, last incompletion, which was wild as fuck. I can't, I was waiting for <laughs> 69 of Clemson to get, to grab that thing or whatever and take off for the end zone. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I had to say those things real quick. Cause it was, just, it's, it's an emotional night and it is, it is too bad that, that we didn't get the full scope, but it still never felt like it was lacking, which is awesome. And, and, and a credit to Notre Dame and to Clemson uh, and, and all that went on tonight. So one of my questions is we're all dads. Did anybody actually watch this game with their kids? Because that's one of the, one of my regrets is that my kids were in bed before this game even started tonight. Uh, so the kids down at seven fifteen. So like, my daughter, uh, my daughter started her, her and her best friend started like a baking business. And so oh, like, Oh my God. Sat- so like on Saturdays, they're like, they're over at my, at my daughter's friend's house. Cause their parents have like three kitchens or whatever. Uh, so that should, that should be enough. They're, yeah. They're making up all the, they're making up all the shit. And so my wife just kind of sits around, waits for the phone call. Like, can you come help? <laughs> so she, so she's gone. So it's just me and the boys and they're buck wild. You know, I've been here trying to try to watch the tail end of some other games, waiting for this game, preparing 
for what I'm going to do on the site and all this other stuff. So they're kind of buck wild. So they're running all over the place. And I, I mean, I got dinner made, got some steaks made up for us. Uh, you know, we're good to go. And they'll float in here every once in a while. But those two are just like, they're dropping power bombs on each other. They're just, I mean, <laughs> Ryan's nine, Dylan's five. And as much as I want them to share this moment at nine and five, it's still not there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, that, so like, that's how I feel. My my kids are eight, eight and six, and it just yeah. The eight year old is there. If they were if they were there at the stadium with me, that's one thing. I was gonna say the eight year old will pretend to be interested just if he if it means extra uh, extra uh, uptime, you know. But uh, either they one of them are like they like when we score and I'm going like when I when I'm tweeting out the Dom Shabua tweets, I'm like tripping over myself because I'm fucking flipping out over the house. Like right. I'm literally yelling out the things. Unfortunately, my kids hear these things. I mean, that was that was just a big, it was just a big moment for me. I was 13 when when we beat uh, we beat uh, Florida State, and it was just I I I still have very like vivid memories of watching the game and how I felt and just you know just Did you watch how that great it was. That was during the middle of the day too, though. Yeah, that's true. It absolutely was. So I that was boy didn't wrap up. I was grounded for the 93 game. I wasn't Were I wasn't you? supposed to have been allowed to watch it. I watched the first half on a black and white TV that I had snuck in from the basement oh. of my house up to my room. Cause we had cable in every room for some reason. Uh, but I, I had a cable box, uh, I had all sorts of free HBO tubes, uh, but I had snuck that up to the room. So I watched the first half and dad's down there by himself. And I just kind of finally like gradually like walked down there. Like I, yeah, what was I? Th- I was 15. I think at the time I, I can't remember what I did, but I really fucked up hard. Uh, the week prior, it was it wasn't allowed to do anything, and that was the big punishment was not being able to watch that game. And of course, sneaky ass me still watches it. Uh, but but getting out there to watch that game with my dad because yeah, that's just that that's still meaningful to me. You know the the snowball. I remember that I have that. That's the one of the few things I have hanging up in my office. This picture of that game in '92 uh, is because it, it wasn't just the game. It was the experience I had watching that game unfold with my dad, the fact and that that's a coffee table. That, that was sort of <laughs> I mean, the, like the, the point I was making. I think I was making and maybe poorly just cause I've been drinking tonight was like, this is a conversion game. This is the kind of game that people like, they start to believe in Notre Dame in a way that they, they, they didn't have anything to hang their hat on. There was nothing to be proud Excellent. of, you know, I, 90, the 93 Florida state game is a bit, my brother-in-law is one. He became a Notre Dame fan when they beat Florida, when Notre Dame beat Florida State. He's a huge Irish fan, and it all boiled down to that game. This is a you're right. This is a conversion game. This is this takes the young minds, which if you know, 15, 16 year old was watching football tonight, uh, and they saw, they watch this and they don't really have a team, they'll jump onto this. Back. I mean, this would you know, get the youth. You know, it's an old ass fan base, but you're right. It is, it's a conversion game. It, it brings people in or it changes the minds of those that maybe were closed mind minded in Notre Dame as far as just any fans out there. I mean, it's it's OK to hate teams and just flat out hate them. But at the same time, you know, you have to be able to respect the things that they accomplish. I mean, I fucking hate USC, but during that run, they have a Carol. How could you not respect what they did? It was incredible. I mean, so, you know not putting Notre Dame into that exact light tonight, but at the same time, just beat the number one team in the country, boys. I mean, what else do you want from them? What else could they have done other than beat the number one team in the country tonight? 
I I don't know. They could have won twenty four to ten, like I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted a much lower scoring, a, a much bo- more more boring game. Like I really thought there would be a no turnover I, look, kind of. If I had told you that this game would have gotten into the forties, nobody would have predicted their name. Believed you, they would have said, "Oh, forty because each team scored twenty each." Yeah. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. Of 40, I'm gonna I be never tra- would have guessed that they won. I'm going to be transparent because you can look it up. I've I've picked Clemson to win this game on tally site, and I just I I'm I'm of, of the persuasion that you know Brian Kelly needed to prove it to me, and tonight. It tonight it happened. So I'm I'm I picked Notre Dame to cover the spread because I thought I believe in the the Greg Flamont theory of uh you know when it's not when it's not a bowl game they do tend to play these games very closely. Um, so I picked them to cover the spread. So I got that, but uh, screwed on the under and uh, and obviously wrong about Clemson winning. So and very happily wrong about Clemson winning. So I'm I'm very happy and it just made me feel like. It, it answered so many questions I had because I, I think I was, the you know, I, I think I've been called the bummer of the the podcast by <laughs> one of the commenters or whatever. And, and you guys called me out last week or this earlier this week when I wasn't on the podcast. Thank you for that. I do listen. Um, and so but I, I just <laughs> I tend to I tend to be the guy that's just like, look, you I, I'm the I need to see the nails and, you know, the nail marks in the hands like before I can like believe. And tonight. Um, it made me a believer because last week on the podcast, I was like, what if we're just beating up on really shitty teams and we're just like a really good, but not great team, you know? And tonight uh, we turn out to be, it turns out we're a really great team. Okay. So let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Greg, as, uh, as our, uh, as our fourth wheel, which is the wheel that keeps the, the car moving down the road, I'm going to give you first dibs to, uh, to end this tonight. Give me your, your final thoughts, your whatever, man, put it, put it out there. What do you, what do you got to say? This is why it doesn't matter what it means for Clemson because, <laughs> because, because all of it, all of it meant nothing. It meant nothing. What it looked like against Louisville Hey, yeah, it meant that, nothing. You're right. That, it meant nothing. And that, that trash thief, what it means for Clemson. Because, <laughs> because, because all of it, all of it meant nothing. It meant nothing. What it looked like against Louisville. Hey, yeah, it meant that, nothing. You're right. That, it meant nothing. And that, and that trash defense, it didn't mean anything. Because this was the number seven defense in SB+. And we put up 500 fucking yards and 47 <laughs> points. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We don't have to prognosticate weeks in advance. You get in the game, you just play, and and you see what happens. And every, like you just think of all the teams ahead of this one that had a chance in a game like this and most of them had better offenses than this, just from the pieces of it. But it doesn't matter because this offense played the best out of all of them, and they got it done. And that's that's my main takeaway from it. It's just like sports is sports. You don't know. You don't know what it means. You just 
You just get to the moment and see, are they going to do it? Are they going to make the plays to win the game? And they did. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to you guys. Congratulations to me. Congratulations (laughs) to everybody who was listening. Because we've all been through it. Yeah. Josh said, I'm sorry, Josh, this is long, but I, it just keeps coming no, to my mind. That's I don't care. Go. Go. Is that you were talking about how, uh, or you guys were just talking about how it's a, it's a, it's a, tr- it's a transformative game. I was transformed when I was nine. Okay. I am 39. <laughs> <laughs> and the last time <laughs> that they did something like this, I was, what 12 all that time so many people have been through all this crap and and it's like every time you get in this game it's a loss and then they they just did it they did it they won the game i'm glad that i went through it i'm glad i'm on here with you guys i'm glad i'm glad you invited me on go irish god bless it all right, That's dude, it. go to you now. That's it? You got nothing left, Jude? Oh, I just, uh, yeah, I want to say uh, <laughs> check in on your on your Michigan friends, your Penn State friends. They're, <laughs> they're struggling right now. Fuck them. Fuck them. You don't want to... Uh, you don't want to rub it in too much, but uh, yeah, you do. You totally do. I mean, this is a, this is keep your chest puffed out high. Um, if you're not already following Greg on Twitter, Greg twenty one twenty six, he's an excellent follower. Uh, obviously, you should already be following Brendan. He's he's wonderful too. He he came up with the guts trophy. I I, I still want to really make that into a real trophy and uh, start passing that around uh, because I think that Notre Dame brought the guts tonight. And uh, this is this was a wonderful day. I mean, just an amazing day of football, amazing day to be alive, amazing day to be out in the sunshine on a November day. And I'm just I'm just really, really happy. And I'm happy for all the people who listen to this and are just as happy as we are. Absolutely. And Brennan, to you. And by the way, we are going to need an update on that trophy. You're going to have to uh, etch in the new. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll get it etched in there. We'll put a sad dabbo yeah. in there. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no Brendan, name, uh, they break streaks. They break regular season streaks. Um, I believe Clemson had won 50 straight uh, yeah. regular season games on a Saturday. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, the last time Notre Dame broke such a streak or the last time a, the, the, the previous holder of the longest streak was Oklahoma. Yeah. And I believe Notre Dame broke that one as well. Correct. Um, so congratulations to Pete Sampson. You get to write your article that you've been uh, <laughs> dreaming of writing uh, for five years now. I will um, give Pete Sampson $5 if he writes, what does the Clemson win mean for the Clemson game? For the Clemson game. I, I will uh, double on that. Um, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's, it's coming. Just this was this was the best. And I'm glad I was I was able to do this with you guys tonight. Um, we these kind of games never go our way. We sort of alluded to it before, and we had the quarterback that led the drive at the end. We got the defensive st- like it was all of it. We had the drive at the end to tie the game. We got the 
And and I like that we got both sides. We got the the drive to to tie it and to push it to overtime, but then we also had the defense come up in overtime. So both the offense and the defense had the ability to exercise the demons from all aspects, whether or not it was not being able to finish reps be damned 2014 uh, Florida state, but then also being able to have the offense come through 2015 Clemson to, to, be able to tie the game and to put it into overtime. It just, it's amazing. And and I'm glad we were all able to experience this tonight and um, cherish it. Remember it forever. Go Irish. Absolutely. And look, I, I don't have much left to say other than uh, I, I'll stay on my uh, sentimental, emotional kick right now. And, and I think you guys all kind of express it you know, a little bit, but just being able to share all this with all of you and not just, you know, my three friends here on this podcast, but all of you, all the people that have, you know, followed me, you know, from Subway Domer, one foot down, everybody out there on the, out on social media, the people we interact with on a daily basis, the, the pain and struggle we go through with Notre Dame, uh, which is seems like a silly thing in, in in this world of real problems and 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 all that, but it's still there uh, because it's something we love and enjoy so much. We just want to see that our baby grow, and our baby's growing. It, it it's it, it's becoming a man, uh, <laughs> if you if you will. Uh, but it's just it's just awesome to be able to share that w- with everybody. Uh, I love the position that I'm in. I, I love that. I don't have to be, you know, unbiased. I love that. I, I can celebrate and have fun. Um, and, and still, we still have this, this little world where we, uh, you know, we break it all down too as well. And all of you are involved in that. Trust me when I say that sharing this with all of you is like a great joy. It is a tremendous joy, a lot of fun and none of this would be near as great without all of you. I, I, nothing's, nothing's ever great alone. It's the ability to share with others and with the, with the world we live in and all the access we have to one another, we get to do that. We have all of us uh, to do that. Notre Dame uh, was able to rise. What what was the, what was the term? What was the the rise up against itself or (laughs) Are you talking about rise, rise and above, strike? Rise and strike? Right, no, rise, rise, rise above and itself or whatever. It if you could bottle <laughs> tonight into a yeah, bottle let me, and sell let me it. Break out every every corny <laughs> cheesy the shirt saying. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I it, they were able to do it. They did the thing. It's done. It's done. It's in the book. It's done. Still have a season to go. You know, we still have still have those games to go. Still have an ACC championship to claim. You know what? Bring Clemson on. Bring them on one more time. Let's have another ball. Uh, but you got to get there first. But this game almost steals that you're going to get there. Uh, but and that's it, man. I, this is fucking. This was great. This re, this reminds me of the phone call after the uh, Oklahoma game that I had with Wes. This reminds me of that night after the Wake Forest game that talking to Wes, like us contemplating driving up to South Bend to see Grace Hall lit up 
and then realizing we were both too drunk to probably to do that legally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this, this is that kind of moment. This is that kind of fun. Um, and enjoy it, man. Don't fucking don't back off of it. Don't try to be cool. Don't try to, uh, to play it off or, or, or to, or to don't look at the next game and cringe. Cause it's Boston college. Fuck that shit. Witchcraft is not real. All right. It does not happen. It's okay. Curses are not fucking there. Fuck a curse. It's okay. Go. We're going to go to Chestnut Hill and knock the shit out of those fuckers. Stupid Jesuits. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's all good. This is great. Notre Dame I, think they should, I think they should lean into it and wear green jerseys next week. Oh, damn, it, damn, damn it, Jude. Damn it, Jude. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I would. If I, if I, if I was in the yeah, room. So would Tyrone Willingham, Josh. So would Tyrone small, Willingham. If there was a small room and I was the decision makers and I was I having mean, a meeting with you guys about what to do and Jude just popped that up, you know, I'd be like, you know what? That's just stupid enough to be awesome. I so mean, let's fuck <laughs> What could possibly go wrong wearing green against Boston College? <laughs> I mean, nothing in the last 20 years, right? <laughs> uh, How long ago? It was uh, 18, 18, years 18, ago. Yeah. 18 years ago. Yeah. 18 years ago. Did I mean, but know? we did it in 2015 and only had six turnovers in the game and still won the game. So, so and that, that BC game in 2002, I had I had been up literally all night partying, literally. Just got home, uh, ate something, and a, like a half hour later, my brother-in-law shows up at the house. Like, you ready to go up to the game? Like, yeah, man, let's go. So I've been up all night. We end up spending walking around like three hours around campus trying to find tickets. Could not find them for like. I mean, we weren't paying five hundred bucks a ticket. We told anybody they were offering some ridiculous prices. And we saw some people get some good prizes and just missed out. We walked around for three hours up there. Finally said, fuck it. Came home. I don't know what happened in that BC game. I watched it like half like cocked. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, uh, so maybe that BC game doesn't affect me as much because I was so strung out on like 48 hours of being up or whatever the hell it was at the time that I don't quite remember. I do remember the fumble quite clearly. <laughs> So I don't I don't have the fear maybe as much as you, Jude. I, the the clear the clear mind was not there. I saw that fumble happen uh, tonight. I saw that same fumble happen. <laughs> Only this time it worked for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pat Dillingham, you'll never. How can you be a part of such a great and terrible moment? I mean, it's just it'd be it'd be nothing. That's the only thing you did. Hmm. Michigan State. BC. Oh my God. All right. Well, we've really, we've really, uh, spent ourselves out. Uh, I'm not sure when the preview pod for BC will be this week. Uh, maybe we'll record that Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, Greg, when are you recording with Michael? Uh, I think tomorrow night. Awesome. So look for that on Monday. Yeah. Check out the untitled. Uh, Phil Jokovic went 20 for 29, 208, one touchdown against Syracuse. So I can't wait to hear all the people uh, talk about the the Ian to Phil. The accuracy uh, of a Phil, Phil Jokovic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't, Absolutely. Can't that. Also check Greg out over at UHND.com. Yes. And as well as on Twitter at Greg2126. Uh, he is uh, 
look, I, you guys don't know this and maybe that's why I got so sentimental tonight too. But like, we spend a lot of time talking to amongst ourselves DMing like a lot. So, you know, this is, this is a personal thing for, for all of us, this, this program and this win and fuck. Yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah. To us. Fuck. Yeah. To Notre Dame. Fuck. Yeah. To, to Ian book and Brian Kelly. Fuck. Yeah. To all of them. Cause Kyle this was Williams, just awesome. Javon McKinley, Kyle Hamilton, uh, Jeremiah Wusikomoa, Shane Simon, Liam Eichenberg, Liam Eichenberg out Patterson. there mulling people. Jared Patterson with the Jared. fake snap. Oh. <laughs> a, I mean, he's just trying to be tricky. I can't believe a guy trying to be tricky. Aaron <laughs> Banks. Cole Komet for tweeting during the game that he likes the replays. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he did, huh? Might have to, the bears have ruined him. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, good good for us for not bitching about the refs too bad on this podcast, which I'm sure if the result would have been the other way around, would have been oh, nothing man. but because, oh, my God, these <laughs> ACC alien referees from Galaxy, whatever the fuck. Ugh. Yeah, I got to check out Shaking the Southland, see what it, what it's like over there. Those, you know, those guys seem pretty cool and comic collected. Like, they're, I don't think they... They're just waiting I don't think for the December 19th game. Yeah. They, I mean, if you're I, Clemson, you're just like, all right, fine. We'll just wait for December 19th. I honestly think the Clemson fans, because a lot of them were like, I won't say resigned to lose this game this week, but they, they were open to the possibility of, you know, pretty easily. Right. I think a lot of them just are like, look, look, they're well, used to being in a conference. So they're the get the guest on our, our uh, pocket or our site this week picked the Irish to win. So, yeah. 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 So. I think with they, I mean, they, with their losses on the defensive side of the ball, and no Trevor Lawrence in a big game like this, I, on the road, uh, you know, they were they were very cool about it. And they, I mean, they they're good guys, and I think I've actually got into it with those guys a few times before. Uh, just you know, little quips here and there on Twitter, no big deal. But it was a fun game, and at one point, I even tweeted at him. I'm like, holy shit, you know, this, what the hell this game? Because it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and did not expect, did not expect this. Did not expect this kind of game at all. This is a grace from God. What a hell of a day! And we'll talk to you guys real soon. We're gonna get out of here. So for all that, Notre Dame beat number one team. Shit, yeah, go Irish. <laughs>